Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504, Florida, L076508, Georgia, 69178, Idaho, MLO, 2080237926, Illinois, 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina, I210940, Nevada, 57237, Oregon, Tennessee, 183733, Texas, Washington, MLO, 237926. She's a mortgage mom. She can get things done. When you're in need and don't know where to go. Pick up the phone and call mom. Are you self-employed, but you're not really showing all that income on those tax returns? Well, we've got loan options available for you. The first one we're going to talk about today is the bank statement program. We're going to take 12 to 24 months of your bank statements, and we're going to calculate the deposits that are going into your personal and business accounts on a monthly basis. From there, we're going to determine what income are you truly earning monthly. That is going to help you qualify for financing without those tax returns. Now, even better, we go down to a credit score as low as 660, but for those great credit scores, we can get you in with as little as 15% down. It's a wonderful program, super awesome option. If you're self-employed, if you're writing it all off and you didn't think that you could secure financing, well, now's the time to call us. Call Mortgage Mom Radio at 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. All right, so welcome to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom, and today we are going to be talking about the Fed meeting, uh, the fact that they did not change interest rates. They did hold them steady at today's meeting, so we're going to talk about that. I'm going to actually read to you the statement that was uh, released by the Fed. Uh, Federal Reserve. So we're, we are going to, um, we're, we're going to discuss this today. It's, it's going to be a good one. They did give us projections for what they're anticipating for 2024 and for 2025. So then we're going to kind of get into, hey, have you been sitting on the fence? Have you been waiting to get yourself pre-approved? You've been waiting to sell your home and go buy another because you don't want to jump into, you know, the higher interest rates that we have in today's market. So when should you start thinking about doing that? What's the right timing? And news alert, it is already September the 20th today. Uh, you wouldn't think about it, but tax returns are right around the corner. Uh, so this is a great time for you to start thinking about those 2024 plans. And we're going to get into all of that right here on today's episode of Mortgage Mom Radio. Now, I do want to remind everybody that this is an interactive show. I do want you to ask your questions. I want you to tell me that you're here, that you're watching. Give me a thumbs up, say hi. Uh, but it is interactive, and I do want you to ask those questions. The best questions that I get are the ones that are from my listeners because I know that I'm answering things that people want to hear. So make sure that you are getting interactive with me and you are asking me those questions. I can see that Heather's jumped on and she says, hi, everyone. 
on and my dad has joined so he says hi and again I want to make sure that you guys all know that you are more than welcome to jump into the chat and ask your questions or literally just say hi. Uh, Michael Manriquez jumps on he says hello everyone so Michael thanks so much for joining I love it when you jump on the show and again today we're going to be talking about that meeting what happened they un they left rates unchanged they did not increase them did not decrease them but the coolest part about the whole thing and this has been month after month after month right every six weeks they have these meetings and we haven't really gotten a real solid picture from them of what their plans are how much longer do they anticipate that rates will stay high are they going to increase them again further and so we finally got a little bit of a projection into what they're expecting to see happen over the next uh, year to two years. Now, obviously, uh, Federal Chairman Jerome Powell did come out and say that this is all based on today. So obviously, things can change from what they are saying or what they are projecting or what they're anticipating. But this is where they are today. Um, I can see Sam jumps on, says, Happy Wednesday. So Sam, thank you so much for joining. I've never seen you join us before. So, so happy that you are here. And again, I want to make sure that you guys all know that this is interactive. Please ask your questions. Let me know that you're watching. So we're going to start off with and I'm going to read the exact transcript from the press conference the opening statement from today because I do not want to misconstrue anything I want you guys to hear it the way that it was uh, put out there and then we're going to talk about it so Sam says tell them to lower interest rates you know what I agree with you Sam I really hope that they do and I really hope that it's faster than what they're projecting but we are going to talk about that today and what is the right timing when should you get started you know what based on these projections that they're giving us from today's meeting. So let's start with the transcript. We're going to read this and then we're going to get into it and we're going to talk and again, ask those questions. It's the best when I have the questions coming in because it makes the shows point to the subjects and the areas and the information that my listeners want to hear. Now, one thing I do want to remind everybody of is if you are listening to the show on Saturday by radio, we love you. So happy that you are listening to the show, but you're behind. I do this live on Wednesday on YouTube. So if you want to get interactive with us, you want to be part of the show, you want to jump on, you want to ask questions, you have to do it when I'm live. So you're going to text Text the word mom to 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Text the word mom, just mom. No quotation marks, nothing, just no opt-in, just mom. That will make sure that you get a link once a week to the show to be able to jump on, join us, watch it on YouTube, and go ahead and ask all those questions. Now, John's channel jumps in. I've never seen uh, you uh, get on the show before. So thank you so much for joining. Sure do appreciate it. I love it when I get new viewers. And he says, housing has become unaffordable with rates. I went on and just rented, uh, went, I went on and just rented till next May and see what will happen. So this is a perfect show for you and don't go anywhere because we're gonna talk about that timing. And yes, things, have, uh, things are getting very unaffordable. It's getting very difficult right now. So we are going to talk about timing 
timing. I think that that's really important in today's show. Uh, one more thing on re- I want to remind my radio listeners on Saturday is that this is going to be an hour show, but you guys are only going to get 30 minutes of it. So if you want to hear the rest of it and you, you, know, you miss out on the second half, you got to go over to my YouTube channel and you have to watch the most recent live video that we did, which was from Wednesday, so that you can see the rest of what is going on. And John, uh, John's channel says, thank you. And you are very welcome. We are going to get to all of it. All right, so let's start with the uh, transcript from the Chair Powell's press conference. And his opening statement was, Chair Powell, good afternoon, everyone. My colleagues and I remain squarely focused on our dual mandate to promote maximum employment and stable prices for the American people. We understand the hardship that high inflation is causing, and we remain strongly committed to bringing inflation back down to our 2% goal. Price stability is the responsibility of the Federal Reserve. Without price stability, the economy does not work for anyone. In particular, without price stability, we will not achieve a sustained period of strong labor market conditions that benefit all. Since early last year, the FOMC has significantly tightened the stance of monetary policy. Yeah, like 16 times, right? We have raised our policy interest rates by five and a quarter percentage points and have continued to reduce our securities holdings at a brisk pace. We have covered a lot of ground and the full effects of our tightening have yet to be felt. Today, we decided to leave our policy interest rate unchanged and to continue to reduce our securities holdings. Looking ahead, we are in a position to proceed carefully in determining the extent of additional policy firming that may be appropriate. Our decisions will be based on our ongoing assessments of the incoming data and the evolving outlook of risks. I will have more to say about monetary policy after briefly reviewing economic developments. Recent indicators suggest that economic activity has been expanding at a solid pace, and so far this year, growth in real GDP has come in above expectations. You guys all got to just stop spending. Activity in the housing sector has picked up somewhat, though it remains well below levels of a year ago, largely reflecting, reflecting higher mortgage rates. Higher interest rates also appear to be weighing on business fixed investment. In our summary of economic projections, our SCP committee participants revised up their assessments of real GDP growth with the median for this year now at 2.1%. Participants expect growth to cool with the median projection falling to 1.5% next year. The labor market remains tight, but supply and demand conditions continue to come into better balance. Over the past three months, payroll jobs gained averaged 150,000 jobs per month, a strong pace that is nevertheless well below that seen earlier in the year. The unemployment rate ticked up in August but remains low at 3.8%. The labor force participation rate has moved up since late last year, particularly for individuals aged 25 to 54 years. Nominal wage growth has shown some signs of easing, and job vacancies have declined so far this year. Although the jobs-to-workers gap has narrowed, labor demand still exceeds the supply of available workers. FOMC participants expect the rebalancing in the labor market to continue, easing upward pressures on inflation. 
the median unemployment rate projection in the SEP rises from 3.8% at the end of this year to 4.1% over the next two years. So they are expecting unemployment's going to get a little bit worse with all of the changes and the increases that they've done. Inflation remains well above our longer run goal of 2%. Based on the consumer price index and other data, we estimate that the PCE prices rose 3.4% over the 12 months ending in August, and that, excluding the volatile food and energy categories, core PCE prices rose 3.9%. Inflation has moderated somewhat since the middle of last year, and longer-term inflation expectations appear to remain well-anchored, as reflected in a broad range of surveys of households, businesses, and forecasters, as well as measures from financial markets. Nevertheless, the process of getting inflation sustainably down to 2% has a long way to go. The projection, and yeah, a long way to go. We don't like to hear that, right? So we're going to talk about those projections. The median projection in the SEP for total PCE inflation is 3.3% this year, falls to 2.5% next year, and reaches 2% in 2026. The Fed's monetary policy actions are guided by by our mandate to promote maximum employment and stable prices for the American people. My colleagues and I are actually aware that high inflation imposes significant hardship as it erodes purchasing power, especially for those least able to meet the higher cost of essentials like food, housing, and transportation. We are highly attentive to the risks that high inflation poses to both sides of our mandate, and we are strongly committed to returning inflation to our 2% objective. As I noted earlier, since early last year, we have raised our policy rate by five and a quarter percentage points. We see the current stance of monetary policy as restrictive, putting downward pressure on economic activity, hiring, and inflation. So they are trying to get you guys to stop buying as much, stop consuming, start, you know, stop hiring as many people, right? Kind of strange that you think that that's going to help with inflation. But if you think about it, it would, right? Uh, If people uh, can't go out and readily just buy anything at any price that someone markets it for, then it starts to bring prices down. How does that happen? Well, people have to have less money in their pockets. So they're pinching us. They're pinching us on purpose, but that's, that's my interpretation. Um, let's see, where did I leave off? In addition, the economy is facing headwinds from tighter credit conditions for households and businesses. In light of how far we have come in tightening policy, the committee decided at today's meeting to maintain the target range for the federal funds rate at five and a quarter to five and a half percent, and to continue the process of significantly reducing our securities holdings. We are committed to achieving and sustaining a stance of monetary policy that is sufficiently restrictive to bring inflation down to our 2% goal over time. In our SEP FOMC participants wrote down their individual assessments of an appropriate path for the federal funds rate based on what each participant judges to be the most likely scenario going forward. If the economy evolves as projected, the median participant projects that the appropriate level of the federal funds rate will be 5.6% at the end of this year. So they're saying we are going to increase rates at least one more time. And I'm going to keep going because this is where we're going to get into those projections. And then we're going to start talking about how does this affect you? What should be your timing? What should be your goals? So we're almost there. Stay with me. 
5.1% at the end of 2024. So if we go from 5.6 to 5.1, that looks like they're going to probably do two decreases in 2024 and 3.9% at the end of 25. So it actually looks like in 25 is where we're going to see the majority of them bringing those interest rates down, cutting back on that Federal Reserve uh, prime rate. Compared with our June summary of economic projections, the median projection is unrevised for the end of this year, but has moved up by half a percentage point at the end of the next two years. These projections, of course, are not a committee decision or plan. If the economy does not evolve as projected, the path for policy will adjust as appropriate to foster our ma maximum employment and price stability goals. We will continue to make our decisions meeting by meeting based on the totality of the incoming data and their implications for the outlook for economic activity and inflation, as well as the balance of risks. Given how far we have come, we are in a position to proceed carefully as we assess the incoming data and the evolving outlook and risks. Real interest rates now are well above mainstream estimates of the neutral policy rate, but we are mindful of the inherent uncertainties in precisely gauging the stance of policy. We are prepared to raise rates further if appropriate, and we intend to hold policy at a restrictive level until we are confident that inflation is moving down sustainably toward our objective. In determining the extent of additional policy firming that may be appropriate to return inflation to 2% over time, the committee will take into account the cum cumulative tightening of monetary policy, the lags with which monetary policy affects eco economic activity and inflation, and economic and financial developments. We remain committed to bringing inflation back down to our 2% goal and to keeping longer-term inflation expectations well anchored. Reducing inflation is likely to require a period of below-trend growth and some softening of labor market conditions. Restoring price stability is essential to set the stage for achieving maximum employment and stable prices over the longer run. To conclude, we understand that our actions affect communities, families, and businesses across the country. Everything we do is in service to our public mission. We at the Fed will do everything we can to achieve our maximum employment and price stability goals. Thank you, and I look forward to your questions. So that was uh, Federal Jerome Powell's uh, statement today that he made, and then, of course, he went on to talk more and more and more. And again, I want to remind everybody this is interactive. Ask your questions. I can see J uh, Sam jumps in and says, how are your VA rates currently for my heroes? So we'll talk a little bit about that, Sam, in just a sec. Um uh, Shubham, so I don't, or Shubham, I'm not sure how you say it, but you've not ever joined the show, so thank you for joining. He says, hey there, I wanted to work for you as a thumbnail designer and video editor. You know what, that is fabulous, but this is not the time to do that, so reach out to me directly after the show, but thank you so much for watching and joining. All right, so um, to Sam's question, and then we're gonna talk about uh, timing, right? We're gonna talk about what they talked about, uh, 5.6, before the end of this year, and then dropping down um, 5.1, 2025, I'm sorry, tw yes, 2024, uh, and then 2025 actually dropping even further. So we're talk about that timing. What do we foresee happening? When should you get things rolling? It's really important for you to have a good 
um, process and, and plan put into place to get yourself into a new home, especially if you are feeling like you've been priced out as of right now, if you're feeling like things are, are unaffordable at this point and you can't purchase a home and you need to try to wait for things to get a little bit better. You need to make sure that you are creating a goal, creating a plan, and you're working with the timing and you're trying to get in ahead of everybody else. So the goal of Mortgage Mom Radio is to make sure that you guys are executing and you are succeeding at what those goals are. And the best way to execute and succeed is to have a plan, but to also be able to execute it before others do jump in and steal your thunder. So we are going to talk all about that timing. Um, To get back to Sam, uh, his question was, how are your VA rates currently for my heroes. And, you know, our VA rates are actually great. Um, VA rates are, the VA loans are by far the very best mortgage loan, in my opinion. Debbie Marcoux, the mortgage mom, my opinion, VA loans are the very best mortgage loans that are available today. If you are a vet, you've earned it. You have the right to that if, you know, as long as you did your time and you served um, and you were honorably discharged. But um, VA VA loans are great because they do have really low, like zero down payment. You can actually get a seller to pay all of your closing costs if that's something that you're capable of negotiating. You can get a seller to actually pay off some of your debts to help you qualify if that is something that you're capable of negotiating. And the interest rates on VA loans are far better than any other loan program that is out there. So um, definitely if you're interested in a specific interest rate, I never throw those out there on my show because every single person gets a different interest rate. They have a different down payment. They have a different credit score. They're buying a different kind of property, a single family home versus a condo versus a duplex versus a three or four unit. So truly depending on what it is that you are looking at, you are purchasing and all of the circumstances that surround is what bases the interest rate for you particularly. But uh, VA loans are definitely going to have the lowest interest rates in today's market. So Sam, if you're in the market for that, definitely reach out and give us a call. And I do want to tell everybody that the same phone number that you text the word mom to opt in is the same phone number to call our office. And you can talk to me, talk to one of my girls, Heather, Heidi, Carrie, um, get one of us on the phone and start to ask those questions. Uh, What is that telephone number? It's 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D. And the number four. So with that, we are going to take a super fast break. I'm going to run one commercial just so I can grab some water. And then we're going to start talking about timing and what it means for you and what what they're projecting so that you guys can get yourselves ready, prepared, game planned, pre-approved, and in a re- in ahead of the rest of the, the, the craziness. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Do you have assets in the bank and you're looking for a mortgage, but you can't prove your income? Well, we've got a solution for you. We have an asset liquidation program where we're gonna look at all of the assets that you have available and calculate based on that how much your monthly income would be. We're not going to write down where you work. We're not gonna verify any W-2s, pay stubs, or tax returns. We're simply gonna work off of your assets. This is a great program, especially for those that are bond trading or working a little bit in that stock market. Maybe you've got some money set aside in another account for a trust, but this is a great opportunity for those of you who can't prove the income, but you have the assets available. So give us a call. Call Mortgage Mom Radio at 844 844- 
845-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Or head on over to our website at mortgagemomradio.com. All right, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I'm Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom. Today we're talking about the FOMC meeting that they left rates unchanged. They did give us some projections of what is to come, uh, that where they plan to actually start to lower interest rates. And we're going to talk about getting you guys some game plans and some timing because, of course, once interest rates have dropped significantly, we're going to have a ton of people that have been holding off on selling homes that are ready to finally sell, finally move. You're going to have more buyers come into the market because properties are going to be more affordable at lower interest rates. At least you think that. So we're going to talk about that. And we're just going to see a lot more craziness. We're in a lot. We're going to see a lot more competition. You're going to see a lot more uh, multiple offers and multiple bids, and it's going to be more difficult to get offers accepted. And so we're going to talk about timing to make sure that you guys can execute your game plan perfectly. Uh, again, I want to make a quick reminder since we're kind of nearing the end of the show for radio. So I do this show. I do it live. I don't edit, cut, or anything. I take the sound, send it to radio for Saturday morning on Go Country 105. And if you are listening on Saturday, I love it. Thank you so much for being one of the listeners of our station. But if you want to be able to hear the rest of the show and not miss out on any valuable information, you got to go over to my YouTube channel and watch my most recent episode, which was live. So go to my live folder, my live playlist, and then watch the most recent episode. If you want to do this with us live so that you can get interactive with us, like so many have today, and I'm going to talk about Sam here in a minute, um, you've got to know when I go live. It's always Wednesday. It's always right about one o'clock. But if you want to know 100%, you are not missing a minute of it, get my text message. So text the word mom to 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU, W-E-L-E-N-D, and the number four. Just the word mom, no quotation marks, no opt-in, no nothing. Just text the word mom. All it's going to do is opt you in to get that one text message per week to know that I've gone live so that you can jump on YouTube and you can get interactive with us. So back to the content, right? So Sam did jump in and he says, "Um, so true, love VA homes. Uh, This is Sam Silver, realtor, Santa Clarita. You didn't recognize me. So Sam, I have to actually apologize by screen names. That's all I can see. I can't see pictures when I'm here and I'm live and I'm in the studio. All I can see are the comments that are coming in and I don't know everybody's screen names. Uh, So I do apologize that I didn't know that it was you, but you being a vet yourself and you do a lot of business with a lot of vets and you are a fabulous real estate agent out in the Santa Clarita Valley. So thank you so much for joining and for asking those questions. I absolutely appreciate it. If anybody is looking for help to buy a home using their VA and you want to work with a vet, Sam is your guy. So definitely reach out to him. And if you guys need his information, contact information, please don't hesitate to call my office and I'm happy to connect you. Um, Michael Manriquez jumps on. He says, I read recently that economist fund managers believe that in 2024, inflation will be close to the Fed's 2% target. So everyone hang tight. Listen to Debbie. Debbie knows. Oh, Michael, thank you so much. I do appreciate that. And we are going to talk about it. We're going to get into it right now. Um, Karen jumps on. This is my mother-in-law. So she's like my second 
biggest fan over my dad. And she says, awesome info, looking beautiful. So Karen, thank you. Thank you for getting on. Can't wait to see you. We're coming to visit this weekend. And then Sam gives me a big smiley face. So let's talk about those projections, guys. Let's talk about it. Um, when should you guys be planning? What is the Fed telling us today, right? So they left interest rates unchanged. One of the things that I did take from their meeting, and then you hear everybody asking questions afterwards, all the different financial magazines and such, and they're questioning Jerome and they're waiting for his answers. Um, fair, fair chairman, I'm going to give him his, his true title, Chairman Jerome Powell, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell. He has to have his actual title or else I'm not calling him by the right name. Um, but as people are asking him questions and he's answering those questions, one of the things that did come up was the fact that the changes that they make every time that they make a change, the impact of the change that they did, we don't typically see for nine months. So I thought that that was really important for you guys to hear. So at this meeting, they've decided to unchange interest rates, hold them, keep them steady, not increase them any further because they've, they've done a couple of increases in between and they've done a lot of increases over the last 16 months. It's just been absolutely crazy, right? It's been insane. We, you heard them you know, in, in what I read to you guys at the beginning, that they have jumped five and a quarter points, you know, five and a quarter points from where we were. I mean, that is a substantial change and it was very, very quick. So right now we're paused and they're going to kind of see what happens because it does take time to actually see the effects take place in the economy. However, they're saying that they do plan to increase interest rates at least one more time by another quarter of a percent before the end of this year. So that could be, you know, at the next meeting that we have in November, it's most likely going to be the next meeting in November. There is one more meeting in December. Remember that they meet once every six weeks. So you go September 20th, we're going to get beginning of November, and then we're going to be like mid-December, right, for their, for their meetings. And I don't know the dates off the top of my head. Um, but I'm going to guess that we're going to see that bump probably in November. And then they're talking about they're going to hold it steady. And, 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 and they want to wait the nine months most likely to see how all of the changes that they made have affected the economy. Economy. Is inflation coming down? Is it doing what it was supposed to do? He's talking about 2024 and he's talking about there being two rate cuts in 2024. So I would love to be the super positive person right now and say, cool. Uh, everybody that bought a house this year and at the end of last year, uh, you guys are going to get to refinance at the beginning of 2024 because we're going to see interest rates come down. That's realistically probably not what's happening. We are probably going to see mid to end of year where they're going to start the rate cuts because as I read into, and again, this is my opinion, this is what I take, Debbie Marcoux, the mortgage mom, from what I watch, read, and you know, this is my interpretation, but they're talking about 2025 interest rates coming down further and then being done with rate cuts by 26, right? So I don't necessarily foresee if we're still going to increase one more time this year, 23, and we're already at the end, which I mentioned at the beginning about tax returns, right? 
we're already at the end. Um, I don't necessarily foresee them changing interest rates early 24. But I do think that second half, last quarter, even third quarter is where we're going to probably start to see some of that um, rate cutting coming down, which is going to start to mobilize the troops who want to buy homes. So with that, this is the end of the 30 minutes. I'm not done. I'm going to give you guys way more information. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. Please don't go anywhere. I'm just going to stop the show for my radio folks listening on Saturday. If you want to continue to listen to what I'm projecting and what I'm thinking and how you can game plan and get yourself ready um, to purchase, to buy, and to strike when the iron's hot and before it's crazy, uh, got to jump on over to the YouTube channel to Mortgage Mom Radio. So don't go anywhere. Quick commercial break and I'm coming back and we're going to keep talking about this and get you guys ready, prepared, and your game plan mapped out. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. How do you buy an investment property when you don't show enough income to qualify for a second home? Well, we've got what's called a DSCR loan. That is a debt service ratio loan. What are we going to do? Well, we're going to take the rental income that the property could achieve monthly, and we're going to look at the total monthly payment for that property based on the loan amount and interest rate. And as long as the property can carry itself, the rents that can be obtained would be enough to cover the mortgage payment that would be due every month. Then we've got a loan program for you. Now, you got to give us a call. We got to talk about you, your credit score, and what the down payment is that is required. But typically on this loan program, you would need a minimum of 20% down. Most people will need 25% down. But again, 25% down, we're not verifying your income. We don't care where you work. We don't care what you filed on your tax returns. What we care about is if it's a good investment. Well, you don't really wanna buy a property unless it's a good investment. So as long as the rents will carry the mortgage payment, we've got a loan for you. Boost that portfolio. Start getting yourself real estate. It is the best thing that you can do to secure your financial future. Go over to our website. Go to mortgagemomradio.com. Send us a message. Reach out by phone. That's 844-935-3634 or 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. All right. So welcome back to, and hold on a sec. There we go. Just had to put that down. Welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I'm Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom. And today we are talking about the Fed's decision to keep rates unchanged and how you guys can strike when the iron is hot. What is the timing? What were the projections? What was the forecast that they gave us during that meeting? So I did mention... Uh, you know, they, they're talking about changing policy one more time, increasing rates this year, 24. I'm going to go put it out there and guess. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know timing. Obviously, I can't, you know, tell you guys that this is for sure. But I'm going to guess that at the next meeting that we have in November, that we are going to see them increase the interest rates. And I'm going to put a guess on that as well. I think we're going to see about a quarter point increase in rate. And then in 2024, they projected that they are hoping to be able to decrease interest rates two times by about a half of a percent. And I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there again, no crystal ball, that I think that by the uh, later half of 2024, so I think anywhere from um, second half to probably more like 
third end of third quarter into fourth quarter I think is when we're going to start to see those rate cuts start to come to light now the cool thing is is that in 2024 Five, they talked about continuing to cut interest rates until 26, where it, they should get to a more sustainable level and where we should be as long as they've done what they need to do to keep that inflation under wraps. So what does that mean to you as far as interest rates, purchasing a home timing, right? That is what this sh the show is going to be all about today. So it's very important to realize, and I did have um, Josie Barragan get on, or Barragan, and I'm sorry if I said it wrong. She says, hello all, uh, lower interest rates will be good, but inventory, I believe, is needed more than lower rates. So Josie, I agree with you that inventory is an absolute disaster right now. As a matter of fact, we've got the lowest inventory levels, I believe, that we've ever had in history. Uh, there is just nothing for sale, which is making it difficult for home prices to come down. It's keeping prices elevated. If anything, we've actually seen that there's still been continued appreciation in home values rather than, uh, you know, declines, even with interest rate increases. However, they kind of go hand in hand, right? People are not selling their homes right now. They've all have interest rates that are sub 3%, um, a minimum, minimum sub 4%, right? We've got many, many people out there with interest rates that are in the twos, in the mid threes, and they are not willing to give up those interest rates to go purchase, even though they've maybe outgrown the home they're in, even though maybe it's time for them to downsize and get out of the big house that they're in, right? People make moves through all throughout life, and we all do it on, you know, kind of different times in life, right? When, when it's called upon, when it's necessary. But people aren't doing that. They're not selling that home right now because if they give up the interest rate and they sell the home and then they go and they buy a new home, they're getting into a much higher interest rate, much higher mortgage payment. So people are holding tight, which is why our inventory levels are so low. So we actually need interest rates to come down to create more inventory because we're going to get those people that are on those normal cycles of life to sell their home, list it for sale so that they can upsize or downsize or more, you know, people that own investment properties that maybe want to, you know, get out of the single family investment and they're ready to go buy the two to four unit property. You know, they're, they're ready to expand into that next, you know, place in their portfolio. And they haven't done that because the interest rates are too high. They wouldn't be getting enough rent to cover, you know, cover the mortgage. And so it, you don't have that um, ratio that you need there for the income. So with inventory issues is because of interest rates. And, and I truly do believe that. So with interest rates coming down, we are going to see more inventory. Now, more inventory is fabulous, right? You'd think, okay, great. There's going to be more inventory, which means I have more to choose from, which means that, you know, prices might actually start to come down or maybe even stabilize. But think about this for a minute. How many people are on hold right now? I had, um, uh, I can't remember the name a little bit earlier in the show, but he jumped on and said, you know, that he feels that he's been priced out of the market. You know, pr uh, home values or buying a house is unobtainable, basically is what he said. There's a lot of people that feel that way. And so they're waiting for the interest rates to come down before they're ready to jump you know, into the real estate market and start looking to purchase that first home. There's a lot of people, as I mentioned, that have great interest rates, great mortgage payments. And even though 
the place is just too darn small or just too darn too big, or they want to really buy an investment property, but they can't really get enough rent to cover mortgage payment. They're all on hold. So we're going to see as interest rates come down, we're going to see more inventory, but we are going to see a massive increase in the amount of demand. And with the amount of demand increasing, there is still not going to be enough inventory to cover the demand. We've talked about for many, many years, and I haven't talked about it a lot on the show over the last probably six months or so, but there is a shortage of housing, period, end of story. There just isn't enough housing for the amount of people that we have in the US. So when a lot of people come to market to sell the property, but you've got demand, you've got more people, there's more demand that there are homes. So we are going to see a much tighter, harder market for people to be able to jump in and to get offers accepted and to purchase those homes, even though maybe things are a little bit more obtainable as far as interest rate. Now, also keep in mind that with heavy demand, like we saw um, during 2020 and 2021, and not enough inventory, you're going to see price values also increase. So as property values go up, even if interest rates do come down, mortgage payments are probably going to be relative to where they'd be today at today's prices with today's interest rates. So I'm sure that you guys have heard it over and over again from every single loan officer out there, every single real estate out, uh, you know, real estate agent out there say, you know, buy now, refinance later, buy now, refinance later. You can, you know, fall, marry the house and, you know, date the rate, right? And I agree to that to an extent. I agree with the fact that if you are ready to buy, you should buy. Now would be the time in six months from now, the gentleman that jumped on that said things were unobtainable, he just signed a lease, his lease is up in May. I would tell you that he is actually on a perfect time frame, perfect, perfect, perfect to get himself ready to execute in May. Because as I'm telling you, in my opinion, after doing this now for 20, I think I'm at 29 years and I'm close to 30. Um, but with my you know, knowledge over 29 years, what I've seen, what I anticipate and expect, so I'm not a financial advisor, just giving you what I've seen over all these years and where my conclusions and heads, my, my head is, uh, I would say that if we're gonna start to see interest rates come down, towards the end of 2024, that you're going to want to absolutely get into something between now and before those first rate cuts happen. Because at the first sign of those rate cuts starting, that is when every single person out there is going to get excited, they're going to get pre-approved, and they're going to jump back into the market. So, you know, if you can get things started today, even better. If you know that your let your your lease is up in May, you should be getting yourself pre-approved in January. So you guys think about this for a second. We're almost we're almost there in this time frame of what we're talking about when you really think about it. It is September the 20th, right? So if you need to start getting prepared, getting pre-approved in January, February, because it's going to take you a couple of months to get the pre-approval, get out there, find a property, get an offer, you know, accepted, get yourself into escrow, go 30, 30 days through the closing, and then get yourself closed by the time that your lease is up in May. You really need to get started in January. Well, it's September the 
the 20th, guys. I mean, you've really got October, November, and December, right? You got three months. Um, so if anybody is looking to purchase something and you've been on the fence and you've been waiting and you've been thinking about doing it, right now is the time to get yourself started. Get the game plan, reach out, find out, is your credit where it needs to be? Do you have the down payment that you need? Uh, one, uh, Sam earlier in the show asked about vets, you know, um, what do you think of VA loans? And I said, look at with VA loans, you can get closing costs paid for zero down payment. Sellers can pay off debt for you to help you qualify. I mean, vets have so many, you know, possibilities. There's FHA loans with three and a half percent down. There's conventional loans with 5% down. There's self-employed borrower loans. You guys can hear me running my, um, you know, my commercials throughout the show where you can get into a home even if you don't have those tax returns. You have to get the game plan and you have to know what is possible for you. And I want you guys to hear that for you, not for your neighbor, not for mom's opinion, not for dad's opinion, for you. What is available for you? And if you don't know, you're never going to succeed. You will never execute the plan. You have to reach out, you have to call, you have to talk about you, your scenario, where do you work? How long have you been there? Do you have any money saved. Oh, you don't have any money saved. Okay. Let's talk about down payment assistance. Let's talk about, do you have a 401k or an IRA that you might be able to pull some money from for the down payment? What's the difference of how much you qualify for if you use down payment assistance or you have your own money, you know, for down payment. Oh, you own a house right now. You're thinking about selling it and buying another. Okay. Well, how much equity do you have in your home? What kind of, you know, where do you think that price range would be where you want to go? What's your income? What's your credit score? Every single person, person needs to have that conversation. We need to create that game plan so that you are ready to go when you are ready to strike, when the iron is hot. And I'm telling you guys, it is like you've got months. You've got months to think about this and to get yourself ready because if they're going to start to decrease interest rates, which is what we're really, really, really hoping for. And my guess is that it's not early 24. And one of the things that I did want to talk about was what the other loan officers are saying. So I'm going to circle back to that. But, you know, if it is going to be later 2024, it is going to create commotion. It is going to create excitement. It is going to create a lot of movement. And you want to make sure that you are ahead of that game because, and this is where we're going to circle back to that. The loan officers that have been saying now for the last year and a half, marry the house, date the rate, right? Many of them and many real estate agents have been under the impression that interest rates were going to go high and then interest rates were going to come down and that refinance was going to be available and you're going to be able to drop the mortgage payment. And many, many buyers, and I have seen it, have jumped into mortgages at much, much higher payments than what they're comfortable with, with the expectation that they were going to be able to refinance within maybe six months or maybe eight months or longest a year. It's never really been a year, guys. It, it was something that was going to take its time. Like I said at the beginning of the show, the Fed literally said the changes that they make, each Fed change takes about nine months to see the effects and the changes on the economy. So if it takes that long to see those, see those changes and they've been increasing interest rates for 16 months or something crazy, I mean, it started in 2022 and we're almost at the end of 2023, uh, you know, it wasn't going to be something that was going to be short and fast. So no matter what you do, if you can purchase now, 
it is definitely best for you as far as the price of the property that you're going to get it at. But we do need to make sure that you're budgeting appropriately, that you are getting into a payment that you can afford that is sustainable for you until a time that you could refinance. So we're going to talk about that. When can you refinance, right? It's really important to think about it. Like if I buy a home in January of 2024, what is the realization? You know, what's kind of the expectation? When should I think that I'll be able to refinance? And even though I'm telling you guys that in my opinion, I believe that we're going to see interest rates start to come down at the end of 2024, probably third and fourth quarter, we'll see those changes just happen. Again, my guess, don't have a crystal ball, nobody does, but this is my guess, this is my interpretation. Um, that's not, that's going to be what's going to fire up the market and get the market going crazy again. People listing homes, people out there buying, people getting ready to go, people getting pre-approved, people going, 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 right? That is what is going to stimulate that activity. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be the timing to do a refinance. So we're going to go to super quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about timing of that refinance. I want everybody prepared and I want you prepared the right way with the right information. And I want you to give me a call to get that game plan and make sure that you are ready to go. You get yourself pre-approved and we get you into a home that is comfortable and affordable for you. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right. Alternative loan options. Hard money. I'm sure you've heard that before, and a lot of people don't quite know what it means. Some have an idea of what it means, but let's talk about hard money. What is hard money? Well, hard money is an individual investor, not a big bank, but an individual investor that has funds that's willing to invest in mortgage notes. They typically require a very big down payment. Eh, when I say very big, maybe 25, 30% down, maybe 35 depends on the property. It's an investor. They're going to look at the property and they're going to look at your assets and your down payment. That's it. They don't care if your credit isn't great. They don't care what that credit score is. And if it's a good deal, they don't even care, care if the property is financeable. So for example, are you a contractor and you're looking to do a quick fix and flip? Well, maybe the property's got some slab issues. Maybe the property's got some roof issues, something that you can't get conventional financing for. You'll typically see in the MLS where it says all cash offers only. Okay, this is the loan type for you. It's not gonna be all cash, which is fabulous. You're gonna actually have a large down payment, but you're not gonna liquidate everything you've got. You're gonna keep the cash in your pocket to be able to do those fixes and then to be able to turn around, sell the property and relist it for sale. Maybe turn around, refinance the property and hold on to it in investment. Hard money can be a great loan option. It is good for many people. It just depends on the scenario, which is why you have to call us. It's 844-935-3634. That's 844-935. We lend for you, W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Or head on over to our website to mortgagemomradio.com. All right, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I'm Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom, and today we're talking about striking when the iron is hot. When should you guys purchase? When should you be getting ready? What did the Fed say about increases and changes? So we have hit all of that today, which is fabulous. Want to remind my radio listeners that you guys got to do it with us live so that you can ask your questions and get interactive with us. And the best way to do that is to know when I go live and to get that text message with that link to join. 
online. How do you do that? Where you're going to text the word mom to 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Just the word mom, no quotes, no opt-in, nothing. Just text mom and that is it. Um, so we are going to talk about when would you be able to refinance if you were to purchase today? What do at least my expectations? So I have to keep telling you guys that. I have to keep, keep you guys on track with that. This is my interpretation. These are my feelings. This is my gut. Um, this is from me doing this job for the last 29 years. And I want to say I might have crossed over that 30 threshold, but I'm not quite willing to put it out there yet. So we're going to keep saying 29 years, but this is just from experience and from knowledge of having worked in this business for so long. So we are going to jump into that piece. When would you be able to refinance if you were to buy right now? Um, Josie did ask a great question though. She says, how about new construction? So new construction is fabulous. Uh, new construction has actually been off the hook because as you mentioned, Josie, earlier in the show, inventory levels are significantly down. You feel like inventory needs to get better before we see things change. And you know, they are really tied to each other. Interest rates actually need to get better to promote inventory, which is going to help definitely move the market uh, in a very positive way. Um, but right now, new construction is actually going boinkers, which is fabulous for them, but it is because uh, there is such low inventory in resale. So there are many people that are flocking to new homes and to new construction because again, just the lack of shortage of the inventory. Um, new construction though, however, has actually uh, not, the, the latest reports uh, just came out earlier this week and I was reading them, of course, because I try to stay up on the market. And it looks like there have been less permits pulled for new from new home builders for future building. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it, it's still a very steady pace of them, but definitely less permits than what were being pulled previously. So that is kind of going to give you an idea of we really need inventory, period, end of story. Uh, new construction was kind of filling that gap for us here over this last, I would say, you know, nine to 12 months. Um, but we might actually be a little bit short in new construction uh, down the road, maybe nine to 12 months from now, because they're pulling the, their permits now to build, right, for next year. Um, so really, you know, new construction, resale, it doesn't really matter what you purchase. Purchase, it's the fact that you purchase and that that is the most important thing. I love new construction. I think it's great. I think it's um, awesome to walk into this brand new home that is yours. You get to pick your colors and pick your everything. I think it can be kind of difficult uh, having to come up with the additional money necessary to do landscaping and window treatments if that's something that the builder's not including for you. So I do think that uh, sometimes it can be a little bit harder on uh, a first-time buyer that's got you know limited access to funds, lower down payment, kind of barely scraping together the uh, the closing costs that they need to try to get into the home. I think new construction, sometimes they're not quite prepared for everything that really does have to go into a new home. And 
all of the additional money that has to be, you know, put into a property when it's new construction. Uh, so I think that those are some things that are good for buyers to kind of hear and to kind of think about and to truly budget and figure out if that new home is something that is really within their price range. So sometimes new construction, we can get into a property for lower than that resale home, uh, but there's no backyard and there's no pool and there's no walls and there's no, like I said, window treatments. And there's a lot of things that aren't done yet where sometimes paying just a little bit more and being able to finance it all and not have to come out of pocket, you know, to do any of those upgrades uh, can be very, very helpful. So uh, I love new construction. I have nothing, nothing to say about it. I think it's fabulous. And I think that it's actually been a great tool for some additional inventory here over this past year. Um, Sam says, uh, purchase now. So Sam, I am agreeing with you. I think anybody that has been on the fence and waiting, this is the time to get that plan started and to get it into place. As you could hear my timing, and we're going to get back into that about refinancing and when, when should you expect that you would be able to refinance to drop that monthly payment? Because as I said, it is so, so important that we are budgeting appropriately and that the monthly payment that you are getting into today or early next year or late next year next year is a monthly payment that's something that you can sustain for a little bit. So we're going to talk about when I think you might have that opportunity. Um, Sam says absolutely an added cost. So yes, with the new constructions and he said window coverings, backyards can be pricey and, and they can, they can be, they can be quite pricey. So I think it's something that new, new buyers, um, even somebody that's owned a home before that bought resale and now they're selling the home and going to go buy something new construction. I just want to make sure that they are really planning that out and really truly understand, you know, the full cost of what has to go into that home after closing, even though everything on the inside is brand new and beautiful and gorgeous. Um, so let's talk about uh, the timing, the timing to refinance, because I think that's really important for you guys to hear. And now that we've got some projections from the uh, Federal Reserve meeting that they had uh, with, you know, we're going to increase interest rates one more time here in 2023. We're going to see probably two rate reductions in 2024. Debbie Marcoux, the mortgage mom, says we're probably not going to see that until towards end of year 2024. That's my best guess. Um, so when could you expect that you'd be able to refinance? So they are talking that in 2025, that they are going to continue to cut rates throughout 2025, ending in 2026. So, you know, if you buy a property, let's say today, beginning of 24, even mid 24, even late 24, we are going to see quarter point increments, right? And it's not quarter point for mortgage. We all know that the Federal Reserve prime rate is not directly connected to mortgage rates. I've talked about that numerous shows before, so we're all on, on tune with that. But um, they do correlate and they do kind of move together. But when they do quarter point increments, so think about that just kind of as, a, as an easy way to think about it in your head. If an interest rate today, let's say is 7%, and I'm just throwing out there just numbers. This is not a great quote. This is not not where interest rates are at today. I'm just making you mindful, something to follow. Let's say interest rates today are 7%. And let's say that in end of 24, by the end of 24, let's say by December 31st of 2024, they have reduced interest rates by half of a percent federal reserve prime rate. 
realistically, we'll probably see that interest rates and mortgage are maybe somewhere in the ballpark. If we're at 7% today, probably somewhere in the ballpark of six and a half, six and a quarter by the end of 2024, right? Well, if you purchased at seven and interest rates are six and a half or six and a quarter, it may not be a big enough change that it is worth it to do the refinance. Remember that refinance, um, you, you, you're going to get costs with a refinance and you're going to hear a million people out there talking about how buy it for me today and I'm going to do your refinance at no cost for you later. <laughs> There's always a cost. You might not see it in the paperwork, but you'll see it in the interest rate or you'll see a better interest rate and you'll see it on the paperwork. But there is a cost to doing refinance no matter who you are and I don't care who you talk to, nobody's doing it for free. So please take that from me. Um, however, we want to make sure that the that what you are gaining in the reduction of the monthly payment is off, you know, that that cost is offset, right? We don't want to refinance too fast or too soon. And we want to see that there's a big enough drop and savings in that interest rate before we spend the money on the refinance. So in 2025, if they are going to continue to drop interest rates in 2025, I would say, Again, my best guess, I don't have a crystal ball. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just giving you information from my brain that's gathered this knowledge over the last 29 years. I would guess that probably by mid-2025, that we will see interest rates on mortgages down by about a full percentage point. So if interest rates are 7% today, again, not quoting a rate. I'm not telling you that that's where interest rates are today. I'm just giving you something to follow. Um, if interest rates today are 7%, then by mid 2025, my guess is it will be somewhere around 6%. At that point, when you're dropping a full percentage point, it is absolutely the time and worth doing that refinance. So what does that mean? It is September the 20th, 2023 today. If you call my office today and you want to start your pre-approval, the pre-approval process is going to take, depending on you, it's really depending on you and I want you guys to hear that part too. However fast you get me what I need is however fast that I can move with that pre-approval. Sometimes I can get them done in a day. Sometimes it takes me weeks and it depends on the person. But let's just say that it takes seven days. Normal person, you do the application online, then you go to work, then you come home. Next day, you upload some documents, but you couldn't find the W-2. So then the next day you found the W-2, you upload the W-2, right? Kind of following along with me. So let's say it takes seven days. We get you pre-approved. So now we're September the 27th. So really beginning of October, you're ready to start looking for a home and it takes you maybe a month or two to actually find the right property for you and your family. So now we're end of November, beginning of December. Now we're into a 30 day escrow. You're not closing that property until probably end of January, if you guys are following along with me. So now it's end of January. Your first mortgage payment, if you close any day of the month in January, your first mortgage payment is going to be due March 1st, okay? So now March 1st, 2024 is your first mortgage payment. And we're talking about probably realistically having the ability to do a refinance in June 
of 2025. So you need to make sure that for that period of time, the next 13 to 14 months, that the house that you are buying and the payment that you are committing to, that you are fully comfortable and you are prepared to make that payment. That is the most important piece of this whole thing. And that is what drives me crazy sometimes about when I'm hearing the, you know, buy the house now, refinance it later and getting people excited, but they're biting off more than they can chew. They're getting into mortgage payments that they can't afford with the thought process that they're going to be able to do this refinance super quickly, maybe in six months. They've just got to hold out for a short period of time, and then they're going to be you know, smooth sailing and in better waters. So I just want to set the expectations accurately. However, let's go back to what I said before. If the first rate cuts start towards the end, third quarter, fourth quarter of 2024, that is going to start the stampede of home buyers and sellers moving the market and getting the market excited again. So if you have the ability to purchase something before that time, you're going to definitely want to do that. But again, it is so important that we are making sure that we are getting you into something affordable for you and then refinancing it for an even better payment later. Um, Sam says, if you don't own currently, you're paying 100% interest rather than going, uh, rather than the going rate. So he is absolutely correct. Um, and uh, Pink and Paid says, hi from Texas. So Pink and Paid, I miss you so much. Thank you so much for jumping in and joining. And with that, I hope I brought you guys the information that you're looking for. I hope I gave you guys some good timing. I see a light at the end of the tunnel. I am super duper excited. Right now would be the time, you know, to get yourself started and to get prepared. If you're in a lease that's going to end in May, the longest that you could possibly wait to start reaching out and getting yourself pre-approved is January. Um, so think about that. Just think about all of the timing that I brought to you today and for you to, um, to try to determine what the right you know, timing is for you. How do you reach us? How do you call me? It's 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. You can head over to our website to mortgagemomradio.com. Don't forget the radio or you're not getting the real trademarked Mortgage Mom. So it's mortgagemomradio.com. You can send me an email. You can ask questions. You guys um, you guys can be downloading my, my phone app. It's a really great phone app. So I just want to make sure you guys have all of the tools that you need to get yourself rolling. Um, and we do have some additional questions. So for anybody listening by radio, I want to remind you that this show is on YouTube. You can go to my live channel, Mortgage Mom Radio, and you can listen to the rest of the show there if you're not done and you want to continue to listen because I want to keep taking questions from um, everybody that has them coming in. I'm seeing that Jasmine's got some questions for me, so we're going to go ahead and hit on those in just a second. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We're going to run one commercial. I'm going to answer final questions, and then we're done. Done for the day. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you self-employed? You're not going to qualify using your tax returns. You've tried the bank statement route that people have talked about. You're still not going to qualify based on those deposits. Maybe you're an all cash business. So we don't see a lot of cash going through the account. Well, that's okay. We've got another loan option available for you. It's a P&L loan, or that's what we're calling it. It's the profit and loss loan. So we're going to get that profit and loss. Your CPA is going to prepare it. And based on your CPA's preparation of that P&L or that profit and loss statement, we're going to determine your monthly income. This is a great option. 
when all other options have failed. So what do you do? You give us a call, talk to us. Let's see if you and your business will qualify for this additional option. It's Mortgage Mom Radio. It's 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Or head on over to our website at mortgagemomradio.com. All right, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I'm Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom, and today we're talking all about timing, and I hope that you guys have listened. Timing is now, you guys. You got to get ahead of that herd because once people are ready to go and they hear of that very first rate reduction, which is right around the corner, like faster than you think, and if you're self-employed and you're not sure what to do about your tax returns to get yourself you know, ready for a pre-approval. Well, now's the time. It's September the 20th. I mean, you guys are gonna be filing tax returns come February. Uh, you know, it's, uh, what do we say? October, November, December, January, February, five months, right? You got five months to get yourself prepared, get yourself ready, know exactly what the game plan is, know exactly what you need to do to be able to get that prepared if you want to be able to do a full doc loan. So there's so many things to keep in mind right now, but I hope that you guys are hearing like execution right now is really the best timing, but definitely, definitely you want to get started after the first of the year pretty right away if you want to try to beat the the, the craziness that's going to happen on the street so uh jasmine uh can you scroll up for me manny so i can see the uh the top there it, just a little bit there we go so uh pink and painted said hi from texas so i'm re 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 Stating that one. Uh, Jasmine says, Christy Alva's daughter, Jasmine, calling you ASAP. Sorry, so wiki. Great show. Love to hear from you. That's awesome, Jasmine. Um, Sam says, the buyers must realize that their property after they will buy will be reassessed. So they want to take that money that they're saving for those two months and put it away. So uh, to be, yes, they're going to get reassessed. They're going to get that supplemental tax bill. But we usually do a really good job when doing the mortgage and setting it up from the beginning that we're collecting enough taxes for that reassessment. Um, so they should not end up in too, too bad of shape. Um, they might get a small uh, bill, but they can actually call the lender and send that uh, supplemental tax bill to the lender to have them pay it because they should have excess funds in that escrow account because we did set it up correctly. There's a lot of lenders that don't set it up correctly where they end up negative in the escrow account and their payment goes up and they have a supplemental tax. Bill. It's, it's just, it's all about getting it set up accurately from the beginning so that we're collecting more than what's actually needed based on, you know, the seller's tax bill. Um, but then once they get reassessed and get that supplemental bill, then we've collected more than enough. There's some excess funds and they can send that in and get the, the lender to actually pay that bill. So Great point though, um, Sam, definitely a good point. Um, and let's see, Sam says, great show. And then scroll down a little bit for me, Manny. I wanna make sure I didn't miss anything else. I got everybody that was needed. And, um, you know, let's, let, let's get this show going. Um, you know, Sam's a great guy. If you guys are looking in Santa Clarita, I've got people across the nation watching the show. It's on YouTube. I'm licensed in, I think, 13 states at the moment. So there's a very good chance that I am in your neighborhood and can do mortgages for you and your clients if you are a real estate agent. Um, but, you know, let's, let's get you guys fired up. I'm, I'm excited. I hope you're excited. And I hope that you guys all have a fantastic rest of your week. And I will not be here next Wednesday 
Wednesday. Uh, I will actually be here the Wednesday after. So I am going to be out of town with the family, but I will be here the week after. So you guys are going to miss me for one week and then I'll be back. I hope you guys have a fabulous rest of your day, rest of your week and the rest of your weekend. Talk to y'all real soon. Bye-bye. Debbie Marcuse, licensed by the Department of Financial Institutions and MLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504. Florida, LO76508. Georgia, 69178. Idaho, Nevada, 57237. Oregon, Tennessee, 184373. Texas, Washington, MLO237926. She's a mortgage mom. Mortgage mom here. Have you been thinking about buying your first home and you just don't know where to get started? We'll book a phone consultation with either one of my loan officers or even me. How do you do that? We'll go to our website, go to mortgagemomradio.com. Right there, you'll see a book phone consultation and get on the books. Talk with us. Let's get you started from beginning to end. We'll walk you through that process. That's mortgagemomradio.com. She can get things done when you're in need and don't know where to go. Pick up the phone and call mom. Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504, Florida, LO76508, Georgia, 69178, Idaho, MLO 2080237926, Illinois, 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina, I210940, Nevada, 57237, Oregon, Tennessee, 184373, Texas, Washington, MLO 237926. She's a mortgage mom. She can get things done When you're in need and don't know where to go Pick up the phone and call mom